the careers podcast with the information you need to take the next step home entertainment great tech home cinema excellent audio products we're very pleased to be able to let you know what it's like to work in retail this time on the careers podcast for richer sound nick we've got will in a sec who's got an hr role there but this is a company that clearly has vision has foresight and lots about them yeah a really well-known face on the high street uh, for for many many years, place I've uh, spent many an hour wandering <laughs> around and browsing and playing with uh, different bits of kit. Uh, but really, an interesting story behind the scenes as well in terms of what kind of business they are. So really delighted that Will was able to join us and give us an insight into richer sounds. Quite so. I think there's only one thing we can do. That's run the interview. Let us hear all about Will. Inside view. Hi, so I'm Will. I'm the HR and colleague sport director at Richer Sounds. We're a national UK retailer selling hi-fi home cinema and TV. Really, as that would suggest, it's a really, really well-known name and brand. You're uh, all up and down the country. What about the key functions of your job, though? The beauty of my role is that there's so much variety going on. The business changes on a daily basis, and especially with the build-up to Christmas and, and we've just seen Black Friday. But my team in colleague support, we, we deal with a lot of the operational elements of HR, so recruitment, disciplinaries, but then day-to-day supporting of managers and, and colleagues. So we get we get all sorts of questions coming in. On a wider scale, we have training. We arrange all the training and development of colleagues. Well-being is a is a huge part of what we do, and more so, I think, because because of the business we're in, specifically Rich Sound, we do kind of have such a an onus on on looking after our people and looking after our colleagues that, that we're constantly reviewing the benefits and the support strategies that we offer to people. But I suppose a big focus, particularly for next year, is going to be on on developing individuals and I suppose succession planning is one term for it and and really looking at, at how we can develop the next generation of, of leaders within the business. So that, that's a really exciting thing for next year. And you've recovered now fully from Black Friday, you and your colleagues. So will you, I take it you've had some sleep at some juncture. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm a fortunate one who, who kind of sits in the office. but yeah. So I recovered kind of slightly quicker than some of the others. But I know a few people are having a few days off this time, kind of this week to, to recover. I don't think we've fully recovered yet but um yeah it, it's always good to be busy so i don't think anyone would take that for granted a lot of people especially those that are looking to to enter the jobs the, the careers market etc fairly soon i'm sure will have there is a little pricked up when you talked about uh, employee well-being it being it's so higher profile thing now on people's radars it's so so vital so I, i'd like to come back to that and explore that a little bit more if we can shortly but mm. or, or, okay your your overarching function is hr within richard sounds but but why retail will for you talk talk to me about the appeal of retail i fell into it i walked out of a terrible job interview when i was 16 and was waiting for the bus next to our store in preston walked in realized i couldn't afford anything so asked for a job and luckily enough, there was a position. So I, I kind of started on the on the very bottom as a as a runner. It was called back in the day, which was just literally moving boxes from from the stockroom to the customers' cars. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't looking at the time at, at a long term career plan. I, I, I never had one at school. But in hindsight, I think looking back, what has what has kept me in retail is dealing with people. As much as 
the convenience of online shopping and and huge e-tailers and, and you can get next day delivery and click and collect and all sorts, nothing quite beats going into a shop and seeing a product face-to-face. And to do that, you need people. So yeah, just being able to deal with people and speaking to customers, speaking to, to colleagues face-to-face. Retail has so many opportunities nowadays that there's, there's kind of... Obviously, you can go into management and and remaining on the shop floor, but equally, you could move into any area of business you wanted to, accounting, IT, marketing, HR, if you really want. (laughs) Um, But but, but yeah, there's there's so many opportunities. Being able to help in some respects, even though that might only be helping them with a particular purchase or a particular product that they might want. We we know obviously Richard Sounds is about home entertainment tech and the like, and I'm guessing Will that loving that tech, enthusing about it, being into it and gadgetry is easy. So therefore, you can be fired up uh, about working for the company very easily. Yeah, I mean it certainly helps that we're we're selling amazing products and <laughs> exciting products. So when we re- do recruit and we look for people, we're not expecting expecting them to know the ins and outs we're not expecting them to kind of be able to tell you the the different qualities of of a product or the different specifications immediately but if they have that passion and if, if they have that excitement and these are things that make people's lives everyone loves music everyone loves film if you can make that slightly better for people then then you you kind of onto a winner already as long as they can supply the popcorn then everything's fine and dandy <laughs> <laughs> i guess the the two next conversation points are related and, and kind of almost come from a um two hat perspective with you because there is the hr role and also the the retail the shop floor side of it in a way but the rewarding moments where did they come from will i was lucky enough to to kind of see the development of the business so i've been here for 17 years now I've kind of joined just as we were starting to do TV and the home cinema side of things. And now we've moved into a completely new space of custom install with you. I mean, we sell golf simulators nowadays. It's it's, wow. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and the, the stuff that we sell nowadays is really, really exciting. And the biggest, most rewarding aspect for me back when I was selling and, and in the shop floor was that element of, a customer comes in not really knowing what they want, but they want to improve their, let's say, their, their home cinema. And 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 you get to see that from start to finish. We now kind of go out to people's homes. We go out to people's businesses. People we can do every, we can do it all on Zoom, of course. Um, that kind of problem-solving element. Someone has a challenge. Someone wants to improve something. What does that look like? What does that mean? And I'm sure a lot of a lot of my colleagues would agree with me that it's those larger projects that are very rewarding. You, you get a lot of satisfaction knowing that you've you've made a huge contribution to to a, a wider project. We're a very ethical organisation in the way that we sell and the way that we recommend our products. So just making sure that a, a customer who comes in is given the best advice, is given the right advice, and that might mean that they don't actually buy anything on that day, but just knowing that you've given them great service and it's really rewarding hearing that back. So we're a, we're a huge kind of advocate for people communicating into us and customers writing into the founder or into a customer service or on Trustpilot. I mean, we get we get hundreds of Trustpilot reviews, and I think we're actually the, the highest rated Trustpilot uh, wow. retailer out there at the moment. Um, and hearing that customer feedback is genuinely rewarding and and always nice to hear that you get a bit of a pat on the back but then i suppose in my current role and and as colleague support 
we have a number of different options available to support colleagues, but I think my, my biggest thing at the moment, uh, we introduced during the cost of living crisis a, a helping hand fund. We always had the helping hand fund, which is basically a, a pot of money that if if someone is struggling, they can ask for. But we, we kind of rebranded it a little bit and set aside a portion of that just to help people with the bills and just to help. We saw a real opportunity to be able to help as many people as we could. So we, we had that. We have a grant application scheme and it's been live for about a year now. And I suppose just just hearing colleagues' stories, hearing what, what people are going through, as much as you want to know everything about everyone and you, you think you have a good um, understanding of what everyone needs, kind of being able to hear that firsthand and giving them the opportunity to come forward and, ask, and just kind of ask for support and being able to say, yeah, go on, here you go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's been really, really valuable to to know that I think that responsibility shone through. Challenges, we all have them in all sorts of business and walks of life. But um, I, I mean, I'm just going to work on the on the basis here that uh, all of your customers that come across the threshold, wherever they be in the in the country, will they're all lovely. So the challenges I know won't, <laughs> won't lie with the customers. But if somebody is looking to to move into that HR field somewhere in retail or, or HR more widely, uh, in your shoes, what would be a, a challenge, and how are you equipped to to address that challenge? A challenge if you want to move into HR currently, it, there's I suppose nationally there's a there's a huge kind of increase in people wanting to get to go into hr and, and there's not i suppose as many jobs to to the people who who want want to move in so there's, there's that kind of macro problem at the moment but i'd say a challenge on the day-to-day role for hr and one that i think can easily be solved is understanding the business a lot of people i think have this view of hr that it is just there to to deal with people and and it, it fits in its little box um, and doesn't shouldn't have a, a wider say on on the performance of the business or the commercial side of the business, but I can tell you, no, knowing kind of how the business runs, knowing the challenges that our customers face, and therefore the challenges that our colleagues face, is a hugely positive thing for me in my role because I can then put things forward to try and support the colleagues better. I think an understanding of the commercial side of business is really important for HR and one that has perhaps been lacking for a few years. I know that a lot of places are changing that and you do see a lot of HR people on on boards and in senior leadership roles nowadays. Um, But in the past, certainly it was kind of kept in its little, you will deal Mm. with people and you'll deal with the hiring and firing, I suppose. But nowadays, I hope that there's a lot more of a strategic impact yeah. hr can provide the, the business richard sounds is employee owned how does that enhance and, and shape the way that the company functions we became a employee owned in, in 2019 the founder julian he, he transferred 60 percent stake to the colleagues so a huge change in how it runs i mean i think the the best example is in recent times we so obviously 2019 pre-pandemic and and now we're I think it's safe to say we're post-pandemic now. <laughs> Obviously, COVID had a huge, huge impact on the business. The fact that our colleagues wanted to wanted to work, they didn't want to just sit taking furlough. Um, they didn't want to take time off. They didn't want to take a break. <laughs> Effectively, they overnight they were working from the kitchens. They were working from the living rooms. They were on the phone. They were serving customers remotely, 
we introduced Zoom calls straight away. Our telesales team at the time, I think I was working in our telesales team during COVID before I moved into HR. And we went from a team of about seven or eight in the office to, I think we topped out at about 40 people over the country who had all kind of volunteered. They said, you know, I, I want to contribute to the running of the business. I want to make sure it's it survives and is secure. We had colleagues from various shops move in and support our warehouse they were working in, in the warehouse kind of helping the delivery side of things so yeah i think that's that's the kind of most obvious sign of how we've got through things by being mm. employee owned i kind of describe being EO a lot of times being the cherry on on the cake we were doing a lot of things before being eo like we have a suggestion scheme we do a lot of we're very transparent with colleagues in, in terms of figures and the accounting side of it we promote from within but since becoming EO, there has been this overarching kind of sense of ownership and I suppose responsibility and just taking responsibility of things. Those sort of prongs of things like ethics, the well-being, which you're just about to come to with you, Will, but um, mm. the, the stuff that is an ethos that is emblematic of a, of a strong business, a resilient business, um, one that really, really values its people. So therefore, uh, others that are outside of Richard Sounds think, what, what, a, what a great company, there's a real appeal there. And, and because it's, it's that checklist of stuff now that people want, they don't just want a title and a salary, there are these other considerations. The Good Business Charter is also something that, again, Richard Sounds are signed up to. Just want to give us a, a bit of a headline of that. The Good Business Charter, it's, it's this amazing organisation that Julian helped found it a couple of years ago, perhaps. And, and the number of, of businesses that have joined it is astounding, the, the size of growth that it's seen. But yeah, I mean, I mean the way I see it is, is it's just about being a responsible business and being able to proudly say, I am a responsible business. I've been recognised for being a responsible business, so I can, I can proudly have this GBC logo on, on my badge, and hopefully that that will encourage more businesses to think about what they're doing. But it will also support them because hopefully customers see it as a badge of you know I want to spend my money there. I want to reward those, those companies who do go that extra mile, who do pay decent wages, who do pay the taxes. We've done a lot of things in the past. We, we've um, supported a lot of charities kind of in our own way. But being a member of the GBC is a really, really, we're all really proud of mm. it. And ultimately, I, I do think it's down to treating people fairly and, and, and just giving everyone the, the respect that they deserve. So whether that's a customer or, or someone who, who you work, work with. Um, well, I'm going to risk sounding like an interviewee that sat in front of maybe a couple of you chaps <laughs> in a Richard Sounds location somewhere. Let's just hop back to that mention of uh, employee well-being. Can you sort of briefly outline for us just how how that is, for want of a better word, imposed, how that's carried out and, and what tend to be the effects on, on the employee of it? It's huge within the business and we have a lot of people coming in and visiting us and a lot of suppliers visit us and, and we have in our offices we've got this huge wall and it kind of highlights a lot of the banners the the benefits and and various things that we offer ultimately we believe that if you treat people well then that will come back to you um if we treat our people well then they'll be more productive they'll they'll stay longer they will treat us with respect and it, vice versa there's a an example we have a number of holiday homes within the uk and europe so we've got homes that the company owns that colleagues can use yeah. 
effectively free. They they pay the, the, the tax on it. I mean, I went to our holiday home in Barcelona. Wife and two kids for, mm. for, for, for... And it costs less than the flights to get there. And the idea being that everyone needs a holiday. Mm. Everyone needs mm. a break. The house is there. If you need support getting to the house... We'll support you with that as well. I remember Julian saying when he first went to the bank to talk about the first holiday home he bought uh, in Pevensey, the bank manager said, you know, you don't need to do this. And Jules' answer was, I know I don't need to do this. That's exactly why I'm doing it. Yeah. We kind of have a, a various offers on on gym memberships and, and well-being platforms that people can go for. We, we Anyone who's been in the company for five years, we take away for two days in sunny Brighton, touch yeah. wood. Um, so <laughs> I think it, it solidifies that relationship uh, mm. between the business and the people working. And you're right. I mean, you see it so often in the news and in the people are looking for more than just a nine to five with a salary. I think it's wonderful that, you know, people can see, can't they, coming through your doors and, and just generally looking at the brand that, you know, it's clearly a company that recognises just just how big a part of one's life generally a, a job, a role is and how all-encompassing it is that, you know, you live and breathe it effectively, don't you, especially if you enjoy it. And the, the fact that, you know, you, you value that, there's inherent value to, to that and there's development, then it's it's got to have massive appeal. So it's, it's a fantastic thing. Conscious that we're having this conversation very close to Christmas, <laughs> a vibrant time for retail, to say the least. When somebody makes uh, a job application to you, what what guidance, let me put you on the spot, what guidance would you give them? Uh, how, how do you get yourself noticed? <laughs> that is putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, we, we look for people, people. We look for hmm. people who like dealing with people, people who like working with people. We don't hire for skills. We don't hire for qualifications, but we make a conscious decision to hire for character. If, you, if you're passionate about the product, I'd always say do some research. I think you can tell when someone has applied for a lot of jobs and just gone for, I'm just going to, I'm just going to send my CV out to yeah. everyone and, yeah. and see what comes back. I'm going to click apply now on indeed for, for 40 different places and, <laughs> and um, kind of hope for the best. But no, do do some research, ask questions in the interview, because there's so much to learn. And we would never shy away from, mm. from answering difficult questions. We do around four interviews, which is, is quite a lot. And, and then we'll also have trial shifts as well. Mm. So we'll get someone in, um, which is paid. We, we pay people for the time that they come in, do the job for a day or half a day or whatever they can work out. Because we want someone to like it, <laughs> and that's an opportunity yeah. to say if you like the job or not. It's not for everyone. We're a great company to work for, but not everyone is going to want to work for us. It, we have to be understanding of that. But um, as long as people have enthusiasm, passion, we'd be interested. Skill set. Let's start off with the theme of, of people. This is very much a people industry, a people business. You know, if you enjoy being around people, meeting different types of, of people, i.e. customers, I think, you know, first and foremost, if you are on the shop floor. And re retail has, has got to be something to consider, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, certainly. It's uh, one of those sort of questions to ask yourself early in your career whilst you're still in education and, you know, and even those that are further on in, in your uh, work uh, experience of you know am i a people person is is what's going to make my my working life satisfying and interesting uh, 
it's part of that needing to be around people, to be interacting with people all the time. For some people, that's not the case. And you might find, actually, I'm really happy shut away, solving a problem, working on some some solutions, coding, technology, whatever it might be, uh, finances. Uh, for some people, and, and I would very definitely put myself in that category, need to be interacting with people. And retail is, is a great place uh, for that, where, you, where you're constantly talking to people, walking in, uh, off the streets, you know, having all kinds of different uh, roles in life, backgrounds, different, you know, some are coming in just to kind of wander around and browse. Some are just straight in and out. They want to be dealt with really quickly. The experience that you get from, from retail, I think it's fantastic. It reminds me of my very first job was on the high street uh, working in Woolworths, uh, sadly now defunct. But what I learned from that was I did that at 16 to 18. Great, great experience and, and really mm. uh, thoroughly beneficial and worthwhile. I was going to tap you up for some pick and mix there, Nick. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or a CD, awesome school yes. clothing, or awesome fertilizer. Pretty, yeah, pretty did the lot. The, the full smorgasbord, pretty much anything you want. Uh, old, old reference, outdated reference, klaxon there, I think, uh, from me. Yes. Now, uh, variety, I thought, um, obviously, uh, recording that with Will comes across loud and clear for anyone considering work in, in retail. And I think it's, you know, I think I'm, I'm doing Will justice here by saying that uh, even when you talk about going up the ladder internally and that HR role, there is still variety. So within Richer Sounds, you know, that blend of tasks, functions and experiences that both bring about and, and retain your engagement, don't they? Yes, yeah, certainly. And the, the, the message that I, I loved from Will was, you know, once you're in, you're in. If, if, you, if you come with the, the right attitudes and if you display the right qualities, you know, there, there is a, a whole... A variety of things you can get involved with and, and it's one of the things that is, is hugely beneficial about larger companies we've profiled quite a lot of, of small businesses and people running their own businesses which is again has has tremendous uh, value and opportunities getting into a larger organization like richer sounds you, know, you can navigate a path that, that really suits you and it can be different it doesn't have to just be you know one uh, one area that you go into so from the shop floor into hr you know you, more and more people are moving around different kinds of departments within uh, larger organizations. And I think that's great. And the, the message, and it's one that we, we're really keen to, um, to, to get behind, is, is that it's about your qualities, your character. And this is why personal development is, is so important, why we make that such a big part of, of these podcasts, not just talking about the technical skills, but the kind of person that you are is, is you know, that, that is, is crucial. You said to me as well, off air as it, as it were, that this reminded you, didn't it, of our conversation a little while ago with Mark from A.V. Dawson. Yes, yes. So Mark Wells, we, we interviewed quite a long time ago, um, who, very different organisation. He's now the head of engineering at AV Dawson, the port of Middlesbrough. And he told us the story that he hadn't done you know, phenomenally well academically at school, joined again at the bottom of the organisation, did an apprenticeship, worked his way up. And then, um, I think if I recall rightly, about the age of 30, did a degree you know, through the work that he was doing. And I just saw on LinkedIn, connected to Mark, that he... he completed a master's degree you know and again so from from starting the 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 the, the open doors and, and never never kind of shun the opportunity just to get in 
to a good organization if you if you look at you know, whether it's a you know, amy dawson's a, a small organization it's it's regional kind of importance rather mm. than a, a national uh, retail firm like richard sounds but looking for the kind of environment that you want to get mm. into uh, and it's of course the industry is important and i i you know really pick up on on what will said about you know if you've got an interest in hi-fi stuff and tv and technology and, and mm. you know, home cinema then great if you've got an interest in engineering and transport and you know all the other things that that's that a firm like av dawson does mm. then then great but once you're in if you if you do well if you work hard if you have a, a positive can-do attitude if you get on with people and apply yourself it, it really does open the door to a fantastic career Great, great parallels there, Nick. Love it. There are two ideas it struck me that run hand in glove when we listen to this conversation uh, with Will and and, and, uh, the culture, I suppose, at Richer Sounds. Developing people and succession planning. So they're there working with each other beautifully. Now, Nikki Sinku was saying very recently that with carbon reduction and what she does, it's not just that nice, oh, you know, pretty window dressing. It makes sense for the business. And likewise, with Richard Sounds, this notion of developing people's succession planning uh, and the way staff are invested in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, um, sometimes put up as these things are in conflict. You know, is, is it about the business and the results or is it about the nice kind of part of it of, of it's about people? And increasingly, the, the 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 research shows that that they match together the 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 better business that you run in terms of all the the, the value side of it the 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 more positive impact that has on on overall sustainability in terms of uh, uh, obviously impact in the world and people will stay with the business longer um, and, and if you're you're losing less people then that's saving you money it's uh, it's always a kind of red flag when when people are joining an organization and then most of them are leaving quite quickly that's not a great sign and it's very expensive for a business so creating a great place to work where people will stay for a long time is is hugely beneficial and and impacts the bottom line equally if people are if you're working for an organization and you really like the place they work and the people you work with that's going to translate into how you treat your customers uh, and how you treat your suppliers and, and and all of those things and again which is which is also good for business so this idea and, and richer sounds are a great example which is why we were so keen to um to interview them as as part of this podcast because because we think they're a you know a, a really a real shining light mm. in that that the, the way you treat people is great and i i loved what will said uh, there around we're, we're really open from the beginning because if you want people to stay you know it's best be open because eventually they'll find out what it's like anyway and mm. if it's you know if, if you've kind of put a nice veneer on it and, and made everything look good but once people get into it it's it's not so good then you'll just lose people people will choose mm. you know and, and we advocate that choose you know choose the kinds of things you want to do what do you love doing what are you interested in what do you care about what are your values um and, and, and pursue those kinds of things and is it a place that you'll enjoy spending a large proportion of your life in in the workplace and if not you know it's that there's there's you know generally other opportunities so the imp- the emphasis on make this a great place to work mm. is is fantastic and and of course the the good business charter that they talk about um is is a kind of a a, a measure of that really it's it's a kind of a set of ideas that a business signs up to 
you know, and part of that is about how you treat your staff. Um, we at LMI UK, we're also members of the Good Business Charter, signed up to that and, and really value the, the opportunity to, to both kind of set some aspiration, but yeah. also be held to account in the way that we do business. It, and it's so apparent, you've really said it there, Nick, but it, it really is so obvious that they're, they're one of the really good guys and, and, and such, uh, if you'll pardon the pun, such sound beliefs because so much is centred towards, yes, of course, the customer and great customer experiences. Their reviews prove that, their experience proves that, but all, all around the staff, the people that make it up, because it couldn't be further away from the idea of it is just about providing the board, shareholders, etc., with as much profit, as much money in their back pocket as possible. It is the antithesis of that, which is, you know, really nice and refreshing to hear. Um, here is a job as well, I think. Yes, for Will specifically in what he does in, in dealing with the people of the business, but also if you are there at Richard Sounds um, in a showroom, if you are doing the selling, etc., the helping, it's something that puts you in a position where you're solving a problem that someone has. And what a great motivational tool and also reward. Yeah, yeah. The the whole thing around how, how job satisfaction, how does it feel when you go home at the end of the day has it just been, you know, one stress after another, and or or, or just dull, boring, or, or you know, or whatever? The being able to go home and say I helped people, <laughs> people came in with with a problem to solve, and I was there to do that, and that inherently, whatever your your job is, um, it it makes us feel good. We we like to help others, and and I I really like that part of the uh, the both the the retail. You know, and, and it's what you what you ask when somebody goes in the shop. Generally, isn't it? Can I help you? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of desiring to 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 be of assistance, and equally carrying that through into the the sort of HR people side of a business. It's helping people to grow. It's very much what what we do in, in LMI. It's about people development, and it's so satisfying to see somebody progress in their career to grow in confidence, to take on new challenges, to see them develop. And you know, and Will's stories. You know, perfect example from you know, walking in accidentally at sixteen uh, and and you know, asking for a job because he couldn't afford what was in the shop, uh, and seventeen years later has had a, a fantastic career uh, within that organisation and and being able to to be involved with people and uh, yeah, the, the sorts of stuff he's talking about of of the. The, the the help that they're providing sort of around cost of living the 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 holiday home you know. Uh, opportunities that people have you know, and just being able to put a smile on people's faces i think again that's one of the things that, that you see consistently with people who enjoy working in hr and learning and development it, it's a it's a really core part of what the role is we've had conversations haven't we nick in past episodes where the career stories of that dialogue has been very much around necessary and specific or necessary specific qualifications that somebody has to have a degree in this a master's in the other a phd in this but with this i think this is great too the the idea that it is i suppose broadly speaking that hiring for attitude you hear it more and more these days i think people talk about hiring for attitude hiring for character qualities and when then we train people in the skills in lots of roles you still do also need some specific qualifications uh, what I, I love about uh, will's story and and the, what you're saying in terms of the the richer sounds hiring policy is you know, anybody can do well here 
if you come with the right attitude, you can do well. And I just 100% behind that idea that whatever your academic qualifications, accomplishments, whether you've found kind of formal education works for you or not, if you've got the right attitude, if you develop yourself, you know, if you have positive attitude, you know, can do motivation and a willingness to work hard to knuckle down to get on with people then there are bright futures possible and and it's it's great that level playing field attitude is uh, really reassuring i think particularly if you're outside an organization you're looking for work you're looking for a job maybe a career change uh, to know that they take that holistic attitude is, is is fantastic hearing what will has to say nick you can't fail to notice that the idea of somebody not having their blinkers on working for a company i do this these are my tasks and functions this is all that i need to be concerned with and and adopting a a commercial now so savvy if you like is is something that is is essential very much so we'll talk about this perhaps sort of in in, in times gone by where hr was uh shoehorned into a corner of the business and, and only dealt with your, your your hiring and firing your your policies and and sometimes hr can get a a bad reputation but it's just the enforcers of of the rules um, but actually taking a much more holistic view and and, and, and it's a, a really positive thing where um talks about being much more involved in understanding the business generally i think there's an important point here john of of whatever somebody wants to get into uh, having a an an open inquisitive attitude about how business works is is only going to be beneficial whatever you might end up going into even going into a school being a teacher being in education understanding the the business side of a school how do the finances work how does it succeed what are the challenges um understanding things like marketing things like um, yeah, the the people strategy. How does hiring and firing work? What's the what's the challenges around that? What's the costs to the business? Yeah, and there's there's so many ways you can do that, and and we just recommend particularly those sort of young in education and and just starting out on careers as much as you can understand you know, business finances, you know, profit and loss, and uh, how does a business make its money? What are its costs? Even down to things like watching uh, Christmas adverts on the television. <laughs> yeah. What are the messages that they're trying to convey, yeah. and how are they going about doing that, and what's what's behind that in yeah. terms of uh, what does success look like for the business? So I think the 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 um, the idea of of being business savvy, commercially aware, and the 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 different challenges that any organization has and you know and it really does go across the board charities are businesses in that they have financial constraints and mm. responsibilities and it all all kind of uh, works out in terms of how successful they are with their with their aims and their purpose yeah, you're undeniably right in saying that nick i think you know uh, fair play to you for for highlighting that because I, I think a a good working knowledge of and appreciation as much as anything of of those kind of key commercial drivers and the way that other operates uh, are absolutely in, invaluable um we're going to say a big thank you to will obviously to richard sounds i mean he sounds like you know you've, you've kind of i suppose summarized it he sounds like a real hr innovator there um, and a great business too so thank you to both of them uh, for that uh, to you too nick uh, have a very 
happy Christmas and we'll see you for more careers next year. Yeah, absolutely. Big thanks to Will and uh, John. Thank you as well. Have a good Christmas. We'll see you uh, beginning of next year. The Careers Podcast with the information you need to take the next step.